Hi, Jax. Hey, Jax. Hello, Jax. Hey, Jax, I have a question for you. And I'm just wondering about... I wanted to ask you about... Uh, I have a question for you. I have a question about the history of porn. Jax here. Welcome to this week's Thorny Issues podcast, a shame-free female-led podcast answering those uncomfortable questions about sex and intimacy that we all have but can be a bit too nervous to ask for fear of being judged. This is a non-judgmental, inclusive, shame-free, science-backed podcast. I want you to feel safe here. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to be very honest with you all. I had this wonderful introduction about No Nut November that I have been researching for a while. And midway through today's record, I didn't hit save. I closed my laptop and I lost half the podcast. I spent a lot of time on that introduction. I've done quite a lot of research on it and it's something I feel quite passionate about. Passionate in the sense of No Not November is about men not masturbating and I feel incredibly passionate about the fact that more of us should be masturbating more. So I've got opinions but I'm going to share those opinions with you next week because it's been a bit of a stress and I'm tired and I want to make sure that you get the content that I think you deserve with some of the information and facts that I found that I kind of feel I deserve to give to you. So sometimes we fuck up and this week I fucked up and I'm sorry for that. But we live, we learn, we move on and it's all okay. So my intro this week is really just saying I accept responsibility for being a fool, for pressing the wrong button and for not giving you my wonderful insights on why masturbation is so brilliant. What it does do is give me another week to come up with more and more euphemisms or really to search the internet for my favorite euphemisms for wanking. There are some phenomenal ones out there. I went for a drink the other day with a friend and we were just going back and forth thinking of the best ones we could come up with. I found some great ones this week, shaking hands with the milkman, marching the penguin, polishing the banister, boxing the one-eyed champ and celebrating Palm Sunday. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. I have had so much fun. If you have any euphemisms for wanking you want me to use in next week's actual intro on No Nut November, send them over to me. You can send it in a voice note to jax at thornyissues.ca. You can go on the website thornyissues.ca and hit the submit a question and just send me a voice note of your favorite euphemisms. It's had me howling and I want to make folks laugh too because the world is pretty shitty right now and I'm here to give you some light relief, to try and help you find some pleasure and satisfaction in a space where, to be honest, I think our brains are a little overloaded with news. The world is quite stressful and upsetting and I'm here to give you a bit of a break. On that note, I'm going to tell you to go take the self-guided tour shuck the corn or turn on the sprinklers after you've listened to my podcast because that's odd in its own sense you can tell i'm tired it's been a day thank you for listening we've got a couple of fantastic questions coming up i hope you enjoy them i'll see you on the other side lots of love hey jacks For quite a long time, my husband has been wanting to open up our sex life. 
He wanted to sign us up to the app field to try and arrange a threesome, but I wasn't keen. I've never used a dating app before, and it just felt very public. After talking it through, we signed up for a play party in a town near where we live. I was really nervous. I'm in my late 40s and physically the biggest I've ever been. I pictured the room being full of hot, skinny young women looking like magazine models in their lingerie. I was worried no one would want me. I was so sure I'd feel out of place, but I wanted to do it for my husband. But when I got there, I was amazed by how attractive I felt and how much fun I had. I kissed a woman, which was new and exciting for me, and had sex with a younger man. It was the hottest experience of my life, and I wanted to go again. Unfortunately, my husband does not feel the same way. He didn't get the same amount of attention, and there's been a lot of tension between us ever since. Help. How do I approach this with my husband? Oh, this is a fun question. Thank you so much for sending it in. I want to start by saying I am so excited for you. You've pushed your comfort zone and your boundaries a little bit, and you came out with such a positive experience. I totally understand your hesitations about what you might expect from people at a party and I am smiling from ear to ear. I really hope you can hear that knowing that you felt sexy and hot and confident. These are feelings I want all my listeners to feel all the time in any of their sexual experiences and I love that you allowed yourself to try something new and you had this wonderful experience. It just makes me really happy. I am sorry that your husband didn't have as good a time, and I think we can definitely delve into that, but I am really happy that you had a good time. (laughs) We're 50% of the way there. Okay, so fantasies versus reality. I jumped straight to my favorite scientist, Dr. Justin Leigh Miller. He is a social scientist and the author of the book Sex and Psychology, and he has a podcast called Sex and Psychology that I think you should all be listening to. In Dr. Justin's book, he looks at the science of sexual desire, and there is a big gap between fantasy and reality. About 80% of adults have a fantasy they want to act out, but only 20% of them have gone ahead with it. And again, with that 80%, only half of them have even shared it with their partner. So you and your husband are like way ahead of the curve. And this is great. So my first question for you, none of this seems to have come up in your question, is what was the pre-conversation like with your husband? How in-depth did you go on this fantasy? I know sometimes it feels if we do a lot of pre-talking before something happens, you don't get to be swept up in the moment and go along with those emotions and feelings and that's the excitement and that's what builds the anticipation. But actually, when you've got another person's emotions to be looking after and be looking out for, which is what happens in a partnership, it's really important to understand the need, the desire, and what you're both hoping for from this situation. Communication is so very key. So if you didn't have pre-conversations, I'm going to tell you the conversations that I would suggest you have for the next time you do it. This is how I approach any new fantasy with a partner. I flip the question a little bit. I want to look at the feelings. What are the emotions or the sensations or the needs that this fantasy is fulfilling? Because I can guarantee that the fantasy that's in my head doesn't look like the fantasy that's in my partner's head. And what will be delivered will probably not be the fantasy that's in either one of our heads. Expectations versus reality. 
So we always start with what are the feelings, the emotions, the sensations, the needs. Another thing I always chat about is what are the fears? There are things we're excited about, but there are things that we're nervous about. You said outright one of the fears was you're feeling a little bigger than you have done before. You're worried about how other people will view you. That is totally fair and valid. And it's great that you voiced that before it happened. You also commented that by going on an app like Field, you felt that was a little too public for you and your husband. That's not the route you wanted to take. Again, you understand where your fears are and you try to work through to find a solution. Talking about these things in advance, it increases the chance of a positive experience. Sometimes we just jump too quickly. And then the fantasy really is better than the reality. There is prep work to be done. Other questions to ask, how is this actually going to work? What is the scenario going to look like? You two ended up at a play party. That's the scenario that you decided together is what you wanted. It sounds very much like you two were having such different experiences, so it doesn't sound like you decided you were going to play together. Did you show up and just sort of go your separate ways and see how that worked? Maybe that was running before you were walking. Maybe you needed to experience that first party together. I know it's happened, so so we're not going to judge on how it went down. I'm thinking, what can we do next time to make sure that this is a positive experience for both of you? When we start wanting to have group sex or play with other people there are so many questions to have I'm sorry this is (laughs) this is a podcast of questions now throwing them back at you but think about who those people are how are you going to involve them in your relationship do you want them to become friends are you both actually really happy that they're a stranger what are the boundaries and expectations within that play A threesome or group play can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Who can do what with who and when and how? How does it end? What is the communication going to be afterwards? How do you and your partner check in before, during and after the act? How do you check in with the person that you've decided to play with? There are so many elements that come with this play. And I feel if you don't address them, there are so many emotions that could get triggered throughout this play that can make something go from feeling incredibly hot and sexy to be feeling very shameful and judgmental. And you might feel a little used or you might feel unused and hurt in that space. Your husband had a fantasy of a threesome. What was that fantasy? Was he hoping to be the center of attention with you and someone else sort of serving him and being in that position? Who was that someone else? Was he looking for a woman? Was he looking for a man? Was it more a chemistry thing? Did he want you to be the center of attention? Your question went from your husband wanting a threesome to you ending up at a play party where you seem to be playing very separately. So was there a miscommunication there or did you decide you were going to approach this differently? As you can see, there is extensive communication that needs to happen to really bring a fantasy to light safely and healthily and in a way that means that hopefully you get to do this again. You had a great time. He did not. That doesn't mean it can't happen again. All of this pre-communication before play really helps you control the controllables. You can know where you stand, where he stands, what the goal of the evening is and then hopefully go into the next play a little more on the same page. My next question for you is, did you have a debrief? Dissect the situation. Understand what happened, what went well, what went wrong. There's clearly something appealing about this fantasy for your partner. 
And so hopefully he can jump into that and figure out what's the thing that he was missing and what is he looking for next time. During that dissection, look into who did what to whom and why, what felt great, what didn't. Come up with specifics, things you'd love to do again next time, things you don't want to do ever again. From his negative experiences, why was it negative? What feelings came up? Was it traumatic? Did it bring up issues from his past? Sometimes we have fantasies very close to past traumas in our lives and we can use them to help us heal previous situations. Is this actually a chance for him to maybe go see a therapist to figure out what those emotions were? Are there certain insecurities that he had that he didn't know that he had been suppressing? There might be some work that needs to be done and doing some work between now and his next play could lead to some growth and some really positive outcomes. We can learn a lot about ourselves through allowing ourselves to play with our fantasies. Our fantasies take us down these roads we didn't even know existed sometimes and they can really help us heal situations that we might have compartmentalized, we might have suppressed, we might just not see these sort of threads coming together and it sort of expands a bigger picture for us. My third question for you was, did you practice any aftercare? I've discussed aftercare before, but we'll happily talk about it again because I think it is so very important. Aftercare is a space where you and your partner get to reconnect after any sort of sexual acts. It happens a lot in the kink world where maybe there have been some more adventurous play. Perhaps there's been a dom-sub dynamic that needs to be rebalanced out. It's a great place for people to check in. And aftercare can look like anything. Cuddling, hand-holding, pillow talk, touch, laughter... Taking care of physical and emotional needs, check in on the play, run your partner a bath, do something to make them feel good and bring back that connection that you have. I've got a partner where his favorite aftercare is we go out and grab a beer and have some food. We just have a bit of a catch up. We, we re, readdress the sort of post-play friendship, love, laughter, care. That's kind of what you're doing with aftercare. What you're really doing is giving positive reinforcement that you care for each other, that you have each other's best interests at heart, and that you're not taking each other for granted. Another wonderful thing that has come from Dr. Justin Leigh Miller's research is people who share and act on their fantasies tend to be the most satisfied sexually. There's this way of unburdening ourselves from shame and guilt and feeling more connected with our partners that allows us to explore a happier, healthier, more sexually diverse life. And that is fantastic. What I do think is important is to recognize that your husband is hurt and this may take him some time. But I do really think that this isn't going to be the last of this fantasy. Perhaps you guys just went a little too quick. You went a little too big. And I love that you had such a good time and I love that you're feeling really great But let's figure out what it was that wasn't the fantasy for him. And maybe a a play party was too big. Maybe now that you're feeling a little bit more confident, even though field might not be the space, maybe there was someone that you met at the party that he would love you to play with. Maybe next time you go play together and you say from the beginning, that's it, we're just going to look. A lot of people go to play parties and they don't fuck, but they're there with their partner, they're enjoying it, they're they're voyeuristic, they're looking, they might decide to play together if everyone is on board with the situation. 
but maybe that's the way. Bring him in. Some of that confidence that you now have. Let's see if some can rub off on him. I really hope that this works out and you two get to go and try this again. I love that he shared his fantasy. I love that you worked on making the fantasy a reality. Now I think you need to work on the communication as to what went wrong, what were the fears, where was the hurt, how can you be on the same page so that next time you walk into a party together, you both come out feeling amazing. Hey Jax, I was at a girls night last week and after a few wines, my friend started talking about how amazing it was bringing sex toys into the bedroom when having sex with their partner and I pretended to know all about it but I've never done it and I have so many questions like how do you do that? I have a vibrator which I use when I'm not with my boyfriend but I don't understand what I would do with it with him. Like would he use it on me or me on him and if so how? And how do I initiate this with my boyfriend? Like, what do I say to him? How do I make sure he doesn't think I don't think he's enough on his own? Appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Um, Like I said, I have so many questions. Thanks. Well, that just sounds like a girl's night I wish I was at. How fun. Take deep breaths. These are really fun questions. And you have so much enjoyment ahead of you with your partner. First off, if you haven't already, I would suggest going back to listening to episode six, where I spoke with B, the owner of Esmeralda SOS Toys. She and I definitely had a chat about partnered play. The question wasn't about partnered play, so we only touched on it a little bit. But she is a wonderful voice to hear to calm you down and give you a wonderful introduction into the world of sex toys. So start there if you have time. But don't do that till I've finished chatting now because I want to answer the question too. I heard a wonderful phrase recently that I really like. Start low and go slow. You don't have to be super adventurous when you start new play with a partner. Don't go too big too soon. You can really scare yourself, scare someone else. Uh, Don't get too wild. Take it slow. So start low, go slow. And we'll start with your final question, with your unease of your boyfriend thinking that by bringing a toy into the bedroom, he's not enough. It does not mean that at all. And there are so many ways that you can address this with him. When you have the conversation, which you are not going to have in the bedroom, put it out there in a curious manner, not a threatening manner. Start by approaching the subject by affirming all the great things you love and enjoy about the sex that you are currently having with your partner. What are things that he does that are great? How does he make you feel? And then bring in something along the lines of, I've got other curiosities that I think it would be fun to explore. Maybe we could make things better. Maybe we could make things different. Validate him and his position in your sex life. Reassure him that there are things that he can do that a toy can never do. A toy cannot kiss you. A toy cannot look you in the eyes and connect with you whilst fucking you. A toy doesn't have a heartbeat and a soul and cannot give you that chemistry that a partner can. But a toy can give you some fucking incredible orgasms. And it also can take some pressure off him. Statistically, only about 30% of women can come from penetration alone. Most women need some external clitoral stimulation to come. 
94% of women can have an orgasm with a vibrator. So what you're doing is almost guaranteeing yourself that you're going to come every time you have sex with your partner if you bring a toy into the bedroom. You also don't have to bring a toy into the bedroom every time. And when you bring this up with your boyfriend, you could even say, oh, we were joking at girls' night last week, and then so-and-so said they bring a vibrator into the bedroom, and I thought, I've got a vibrator, why don't we do this? You can really sort of make it fun, make it sound like something entertaining, a little adventure that you can go on together. So your other questions are really quite sort of specific. How do I use it? Where do we use it? And this is the fun. Anywhere, everywhere. If you are used to using your vibrator on your own, I'd suggest you show him how you like to play with it. Are there certain positions that you love to use it when you're playing alone? Show him. So many people get off watching their partner pleasure themselves. It can be a real turn on. If you start to show him how you like to touch yourself, then maybe halfway through you give him the power. Let's see if he can use it on you too. Another thing you can do, and a wonderful thing with a vibrator, is you don't just have to use it on your clitoris. You can test a vibrator on all sorts of different parts of your body. How does it feel on your thighs, on your tummy, on your neck, coming down your shoulder blades, across your nipples? There are so many things to do with a vibrator that can feel amazing, and it doesn't just have to be sort of in the obvious parts of play. And then my next suggestion would be use it on him in a similar way. Use it as a massage tool. Use it as a way for you guys to maybe discover new erogenous zones that you didn't know that you had. Or you could use it on his balls, on his perineum, whilst you're giving him head. See if there's something about those vibrations that does it for him too. Don't forget to clean your toy between uses. Bring it into the bedroom as a fun place to start. It also frees up your boyfriend's hands to explore your body elsewhere if it means he doesn't have to be playing with your clit whilst fucking you. Try different positions. Have a good time. A fun thing about bringing a vibrator or other toys into the bedroom is it's up to you two as to how you want to use them. There's no right or wrong way. It's just what feels good with your bodies. The only sort of caveat I will say to that is if somehow all this toy play ends up with anal play, make sure the toy you're using has a flared base. You do not want to end up in the ER being that person who got a toy up their butt. Flared base so that you can get it out afterwards and lots of lube if it ends up with anal play. Just an aside, but toys be toys and uh, I want you to be having fun. Another thing you could try if you both start really enjoying this is there are other toys that can be really quite fun too. If he likes using your vibrator, why don't you then maybe look at a cock ring? There are some vibrating ones out there so that they can give him stimulation and you stimulation. Cock rings are something that guys can really enjoy in the bedroom. They make sex more intense, they make it last longer, and it can really boost a man's confidence in their erection and their sexual performance. You also, if you get vibrating ones, mean that when you guys are fucking, the vibrations can rub on your clit, which means that it's stimulating you and him, which is just a win-win for everybody. So when you have these conversations with your boyfriend, think about the fact you're adding to your sexual toolkit. You're not taking anything away. You don't have to take away the fun, satisfying sex that you're already enjoying. It's just maybe sometimes you want something else. Sometimes we want a cheese pizza. 
Sometimes we want a pepperoni pizza. Sometimes we want a ham and pineapple pizza. That's me. Really like pineapple on pizza with spicy peppers. Think of bringing toys into the bedroom as adding toppings to the pizza. The pizza is already good. But what could enhance it this time? What are you feeling like today? Satisfy those cravings together. And like I said at the beginning, start low, go slow. You don't have to be super adventurous to start with. If you think that your vibrator is actually a little too big, if you think that it's going to knock his ego, go buy yourself a little bullet vibe. They are phenomenal. Also really good to travel with. And start small. You don't need to be wild. Build trust together. Create it as a fun, safe space for communication. Once you've established good communication, it creates a space where you and your boyfriend can maybe start sharing other fantasies you might have, other things you would like to try. You might get to the point where you actually end up with a super fun tickle trunk that you both really enjoy. So approach it slowly. I'm so excited for you. And next time it means a girls' night, if you want to share, you'll have some true stories to share. So that's it for another episode of Thorny Issues. Thank you so much for listening this week. It is always a pleasure to have you listen, to get your questions and to give you the best advice I can think of. If you have questions, you know what to do. Go to the website thornyissues.ca and hit the submit a question button and then you can record it directly then and there and it will end up in my inbox. Or as the two questions that happened this week happened, people typed them in and then I sent them to some friends to read them out. Either way works. I absolutely love hearing from you. And if you think that I've given bad advice or the wrong advice or I've missed some advice, let me know. Send a voice note in. If I think that you're adding to the conversation, I will happily play it on another podcast. This is all about creating a safe space, a judgment-free community where we get to talk about these things. As you know, I think that sex should be fun. I think that sex and pleasure are rights that everybody has. Let's have the best sex that we can have. And to do that, we talk about it and we take the stigma away. So talk to me, get in touch. You can also send a voice note to jacks at thornyissues.ca or an email to that if that's what you would like to do, or DM me on Instagram at Thorny Issues. If you want to support the show, listening to it, sharing it with friends, liking posts on social media, sharing posts on social media, all of those things do a fantastic thing to help grow the podcast. If you want to support me monetarily, you can buy me a coffee. Go to ko-fi.com slash Thorny Issues. Buy me a coffee there. Listen to the podcast. It's like we're hanging out. Or you can give me a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help boost me up charts or algorithms or any of that techie stuff that we all know I know absolutely fuck all about. Enough from me. Stay well, stay safe, be kind. Tell people that you love them. Give your friends big hugs. I will see you soon. Bye.